Six days, six games. That's all that's left in this regular season. The Cubs open tonight with the Braves, followed by three in Milwaukee, and they're holding on to a playoff spot by one game over the Marlins. What are the Cubs going to do? I don't know. We're just going to have to watch and find out. But today I'm going to bring you a bonus episode. I'm joined by my friend Lance Raftel, who's an Atlanta Braves fan. Came on to banter a little bit and talk about the series. And be watching tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. With the Cubs down to their last six games and fighting for a playoff spot, right now they sit in a tie with the Arizona Diamondbacks for the second spot, which really puts the Cubs in the third spot. Um, they're one game ahead of Miami. They got to stay one game ahead of Miami. They got to stay ahead of Cincinnati because they don't have the tiebreakers with any of these three teams. So the Cubs are in it tonight, begin a season or begin a series with the Atlanta Braves, who they beat two out of three earlier in the year. And to talk about the Braves, I've got my friend Lance Raftel on. If you might remember him from the off season, he came on to talk about Dansby Swanson. Welcome, Lance. Hey, how's it going? Good. So you've had a little bit better season than we have, but maybe maybe the Cubs season is a little more surprising than the Braves season. I, I would say it is more surprising. Um, it's been a fun one for me, that's for sure. Um, and uh, if you remember back on our Dansby Swanson discussion, um, I told you Dansby's a winner. He's going to make everybody better around him. And I think you're going to be really excited to see him play all season. And was I right? Yeah, I think it's panned out. Now I have to ask you, why do Braves fans hate Dansby Swanson? I don't know. I, and I would say we don't. Oh, I'm sure it's the vocal, vocal there you go. Yep. on Twitter. That's, ex- that's exactly right, yeah. Um, I suppose they think he should have stayed because, you know, give him the home team discount type thing. But I don't know. That's, that's baloney. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, he, I mean, he's not the flashiest of players. He doesn't say a lot. Um, but watching him play defense... Mm-hmm. Is is something? It's kind of some next level defense there. Oh yeah, definitely. So I assume tonight when he's introduced for the first time, when he comes up to bat, I imagine he's probably gonna get a pretty good reception from the home crowd. I think he will. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. He should. Yeah. Everything he did for him over the over the previous years, they they need to give him a, a warm welcome. Yeah, I think they will. Maybe, maybe there'll be a couple boos toss, tossed in there for effect, but maybe. I expect it'll be a good one. I, I remember, uh, I remember the applause that Freddie Freeman got the first yeah. time he came back to Atlanta. Yep. He he may not be loved as much as Freddie Freeman, but he was still pretty loved. Mm-hmm. So, what are you thinking about the Braves right now? So, obviously, they've been really good all year. They've been the class of that division by far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they kind of. I was looking back through their season I mean they kind of ran away with things really in June they went on like a one like 19 to 25 games or something, something like, like that, that yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> compared this year to last year so last year the Braves again kind of coasted to the playoffs and then with the new format they didn't have the well, actually they did have the bye last year but then they got beaten that first series yeah so the last year they got off to a horrible start and the Mets got off to a huge lead and so they spent you know, the last half of the season chasing. Went on that big run in June last year, made up a lot of ground, and then, of course, was it the last series? Took three or four to eke out the, the division. Um, so that was exciting and fun, and this year's just been kind of awe-inspiring <laughs> in some <laughs> ways. They got off to a great start, jumped to a nice lead, and literally, I mean, in in a lot of ways, just put their throat on or their uh, boot on the Mets' throat. 
to the point where they sold at the deadline. I mean, that was that was amazing. To yeah, see that's that. two boots. The Mets had their own boot on their own throat. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but man, it, I it, I've never seen a team sell out like that. And the you know, oh, we're gonna get it this year. You know, sign all these players and then fail so miserably that by the by the deadline they're unloading everybody they can. Well, it's funny, you know, the Padres weren't as bad, and they also didn't spend quite as much, but they were mm-hmm. kind of right there with the Mets. They yeah. both went nuts last offseason. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, I kind of, I, I don't have anything against the Padres necessarily, but I kind of like seeing those teams that spend stupid money not do well. <laughs> I do and I don't. I think as, as a fan of a Cubs team that has plenty of resources, I don't mm-hmm. really want to give incentive for the Cubs to try to spend at that like wild card level and just hope to squeak in. Yep. Um, I think right now they're building. They've got some young players. We'll see. I think this offseason they'll spend more, but um, it's there are definitely no guarantees. I mean, like you can be mm-hmm. the A's for years, spent nothing, and still managed to make the playoffs quite a few yep. times. And, quite a bit. And then you see the Mets. I mean, the Mets it almost doesn't matter who the ownership is. I mean, they <laughs> spend the a best. ton of money and that's the best part. <laughs> So, I mean, let's talk about the Rays for a minute. So, yes. I mean, the Cubs saw them earlier this year. Mm-hmm. First game of the series. Um, it actually looked like it was going to be a heck of a pitcher's duel. I think uh, was it was Kyle Hendricks against, I think it was, oh, it was Max Fried. He was just back off the injured list. Mm-hmm. And they were both perfect through three. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like in 15 <laughs> minutes, the Braves scored seven runs and it was over. Yeah. Um, that offense strikes fast. I'm looking, I'm looking at the oh, numbers yeah. here and I see um, – what you've got five guys over 30 home runs you've got another Mm -hmm. couple at 20 Mm -hmm. and even uh michael harris second and orlando arcia have a shot at 20 with having 18 and 17 Mm -hmm. respectively like there's so much power up and down that lineup yeah it's absolutely crazy (laughs) (laughs) well and and as a comparison to um like we talked about Dansby to open this. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've seen from Dansby is obviously he plays every day. I mean, I think mm-hmm. except for when oh, yeah. he was hurt last year, I think he played 161 games, something like that. Um, I think the game he took off was the last one, if I remember right. Okay. It sounds yeah, about right. Yeah. And this year he's pretty much played except for um very brief thing early in the season. Then obviously he had the heel injury that took him out for a while, but he hasn't mm-hmm. had a game off since he came back from the injured list on, I think yep. it was July 22nd. Right. And one thing I've seen from him is down the stretch, he's looked tired. Like his, his at-bats have not been as consistent. Um, he's had probably too many over fives with two or three Ks. Mm. Even the last couple of weeks on defense, um, like I still think he's probably going to win the NL gold glove. Mm-hmm. But he's been a little sloppy. He's kicked some balls around, made some plays he typically doesn't. He's made a couple of mental mistakes. Mm. Um and I'm just curious, like, I know Brian Snicker's mantra is basically play the guys almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you seeing down the stretch from the Braves? Like, are, are they starting to get guys rest, or are they just still doing their thing? Uh, they've had some guys, from what I've seen, like I said, I haven't watched many games lately, but I'm just looking at lineups and things like that. Um, they've got some guys a few days off here and there, um, but still pretty much kind of going with the the same Eight on a nightly basis, or nine, I guess, if you count count uh, Azuna at DH. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think there's a couple reasons. Obviously, they're going to have that bias. So they're going to have a week off in between. That's true. And so he doesn't want to start resting guys 
a lot now and then have them taking a you know a complete week off other than with some inner squad stuff and things like that um to start the playoffs so i i think it's good um there's kind of keeping them going maybe giving them a little little time here and there um but uh definitely want to keep them rolling hopefully as much as possible they've, they've struggled a little bit down down the stretch here too but that has more to do with uh some injuries and in, in pitching but i think we're gonna get yeah. to that next so <laughs> for sure um yeah it, it can be hard like i remember back um i've seen the cubs go through a lot of these stretches in 2016 they kind of ran away with everything mm-hmm. and didn't have the complications of the buy in the playoffs but there, there were some questions about, you know, were they going to be fresh coming into the season? Um, going way back to, like, 2008, the Cubs had the best record in the National League. I think they really did kind of coast to the, to the finish. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, three games, they got swept out. I think it was that year was by the Dodgers. Um, so there is some thought about coming it, in fresh, but... It's definitely... Uh, it's, a, it's a tough choice. I mean, obviously, you want to try and get some guys some rest and make sure they're good, healthy, and all that... But at the same time, if you're not playing, against, you know, a lot. If you're taking many, too many days off, and then now, especially with the bye, you can come in, kind of, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to flip the switch back on, I guess. Yeah. As we've seen in in a lot of football situations with bye game or bye weeks and things like that too. So. Yeah, I'll be curious. I don't think I don't think the Cubs are going to be facing a lot of. Uh sort of that classic getaway day lineup where half the starters are out. But I, I do kind of mm-hmm. wonder if maybe, you know, kind of every day he sets one or two guys. Um, yeah, that wouldn't surprise which me. could happen, but, I mean, pick any two, take him out of the lineup. That's still a pretty damn deep offense. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to the pitching. So, and this is, um, obviously, there are implications for the series with the Cubs, but also looking ahead to the playoffs, like this yeah. gets into a question of depth. So the way that, it lines that's up That's where I'm Cubs, focused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the way I look at it first is just the way this lines up. Spencer Strider pitched on Sunday, so he's not going to pitch in this series. So the mm-hmm. Cubs miss him. And then um, Max Freed and um, oh, what's Charlie. What's that? Charlie Morton. Oh, Charlie Morton. Oh, yeah. Those two just recently went on the injured list. Yep. Um, I think they they went on the list in time to come back for the offseason. Do you think there is the plan for them to – be back for the postseason? Freed gets, he's eligible to come off the day before they have to set the rosters. <clears throat> okay. So he'll be back. Um, Charlie is going to miss it by a couple of days, so he will not be on the uh, playoff roster. For the first one, yeah. The first one, yeah. So I guess at that point you guys go in, obviously Strider would be the ace, the number one, and I'm sure the Braves will do everything to, well, I guess they have to break off so they can start whoever they want. So I'm, I'm sure it will be Strider to start the first. Like, how do you see their starting depth picking up from there? It's actually not too bad for a, you know for a five game series, or is it three or five? Five. Five, yeah. Um, I I think they'll be okay. They've got the Strider or Freed will go one, uh, one two. I'm not sure which order, and then we got Bryce Elder uh, in the third spot. And I think I read that there's a day off in there to where. You, you can there is I think the yeah. way the dates fell I think the NL series has one off date during the series that the AL yeah. doesn't have right so I think from based on that they can go with three pitchers and get normal rest all the way through so it kind of lines up pretty well for the Braves otherwise they would have been looking at a probably a bullpen game 
<laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess so, that'll be kind of what what we see this this week. So Elder's yeah. going to go tonight. It's going to be Elder against mm-hmm. Steel. So we'll see how that'll be how that pans out. Yeah. Um, Justin Steele is way beyond all of his career highs and in innings. Mm-hmm. His last couple starts have been rushed, but or rough. But on the season, I mean, obviously he's been really really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of talk with both him and Spencer Strider in the Cy Young race that I think Blake Snell's now running away with. Yeah, I think so. Um, so tell me about Elder. Like, well, how, how's he been throwing lately? Uh, he's had a good game. He's, he's got way more innings than ever before. Last couple, I think, have been a little rough, too. Um, been so solid. All he, one of those weird things where he obviously got some time last year, pitched pretty well. He actually started the season in AAA. I don't know how he didn't make the opening day roster, but they they sent him down. Uh, they had a couple other rookies start the season. They had it got roughed up a little bit, so they brought him up. And since they did, he's just been fantastic. <laughs> to be honest, he's not he's he's not going to blow you away. He's not a Strider type pitcher at all. Um, is it? He's one of those that, like, how is he getting all these outs? You know, it's, he's just a, a sinker baller. You know, people just beat the ball into the ground when he's on there. So, it's... Uh, well, the, the, the Cubs it's saw him fun. once. They, they saw him the second yes. game of the last series. And That's right. uh, the Cubs actually did well against him that day. That, mm-hmm. that was the day they jumped him for five runs in the first. But he mm-hmm. did settle out, and he didn't come out of the game until the fifth. So, he, yep. while he wound up giving up seven runs, he did battle back after a big first inning where I think if I remember right uh, Bellinger and Swanson both tagged him for homers that, and that's right they did I remember that and it was right after they had gotten Candelario so the mm-hmm. the Cubs were kind of hot at that at, at that point yeah um, so we'll see what the Cubs do tonight I think tomorrow it's Jamison Tyone going up against I think that's going to be a bullpen game for the Braves I think um, you're right and then I think they're debating a starter on an actual starter for the third game going against Marcus Stroman, but I uh, have not. They're still officially TBD on MLB. They'll probably pull up uh, somebody that's got that's been doing the the option game back oh, and yeah. forth. Yep. They've had four or five guys that have been doing that all season. Uh, so be, I'm guessing one of them will get called up for that one. I'm guessing at this point too, with, with where the Braves are, like a Snickers going to want to keep people fresh and keep people in mm-hmm. their roles and, and all that. But I also, I assume if like all of these games are close and late, like the Cubs will see the Braves' best relievers, but also, oh yeah, there's no reason for Snicker to kill anybody this week. And mm-hmm. whereas yep. I don't know you might see Julian Merriweather for 400 innings this week if they're all three two games. <laughs> <laughs> we Absolutely. seem to have the same three or four guys we go to all the time. It's it's funny you mentioned that Bryce Elder game where he got tagged for five in the first, but ended up pitching into the fifth or whatever. And I guess that says two things. One, yes, he got roughed up, but he settled down, was able to you know limit the da- not allow any more damage after that. And two, it's how much confidence uh, Snicker has in you know in him, and how much confidence Snicker has in their offense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and why wouldn't he? <laughs> exactly. Oh, you just gave out five. That's cool. We'll get six or eight here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it feels like. It does. And it's funny because I'm, I'm just kind of scanning through the Braves line score. And obviously you guys put up a lot of big numbers and mm-hmm. lots and lots of games with five, six, seven runs, which is going to win you a, a ton of ball games. Yeah. Um, but you know, the pitching has been good too. It's not just offense. 
it really has overall. Um, when Freed's been healthy, he's been fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, he just hasn't been healthy very much. I remember um, his first start back. That was great. Mm-hmm. That didn't work well. <laughs> um, now, luckily, now it's just a blister thing. So then they obviously wanted to make sure he was ready for postseason. So they just went precautionary and, and put him on the, the IL. Watch uh, out. Marcus Stroman had a blister, and then all of a sudden it was a hip injury and then fractured <laughs> rib cartilage. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quite a that escalated quickly, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> it really did. Oh man, uh, Charlie's been pr- pretty solid. Um, he'll have his ups and downs still, um, from what I've seen. But you know, Bryce Elder, Strider, blowing everybody away. It's it's been solid. And then they've they've called some, like I said, some of those those pitchers uh, playing the option game back and forth to AAA mm-hmm. and back, picking up starts. They've had some play you know pitch really really well um they're not consistently because they're not obviously getting consistent innings but they'll they'll have a great start and be down in triple a for a few weeks and maybe come up for another one and sometimes it's good sometimes it's not but you know overall it's it's been uh it's been good to see and it's kind of nice getting those kids some some big league time and know what they're going to be facing and what they need to work on yeah uh, I guess, what are you thinking about the playoffs? So obviously you guys are locked in as the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll wind up hosting or having the home field advantage for, I assume at this point, Philly's got the number one wild card just about locked down. They haven't clinched yet. Pretty um, close, though. Could be the Cubs. I, I still think Arizona, because they have the tie break, probably has a leg up for that number two spot. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think about Philly? So last year, Philly, I remember right this time last year, the Cubs swept the Phillies and I thought knocked them out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Until the Brewers just couldn't couldn't accept a gift on their end, and right? Philly, but Philly got back in, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Like how, how have the Braves done against the Phillies this year? They've played them really well, actually. Um, again, over the course of the season, but they're a team. They they're gonna scare me in a short series. They always will. They've got enough firepower. If they get hot, I mean, we saw it last year. If that team gets hot at the right time. They can, they can ride that man. They're, they've got yeah. good to really good pitching. Obviously, he's still got Nola and um, uh, Blake on the no, number two. Um, they got they got first two starters. You know, they're going to be fantastic. And then after that, it's not quite as impressive as far as pitching goes. But that lineup, there's yeah. no Braves lineup. But uh, again, when you we got Harper and Castellanos and uh, uh, big man. <laughs> yes. Schwarber. There we go. Schwarber. Schwarber. Yeah, the big man Schwarber. Uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen with, with, with those three. I mean, was it last I heard Schwarber was on pace for more home runs than singles? That's one of my favorite things I've ever heard. He was. I haven't looked at the numbers <laughs> lately. At one point within the last couple of weeks, he had, I think it was 38 homers and 37 singles. That's so fantastic. I hope he does it. <laughs> it's so funny. He's so classically the like the stat cast era baseball player because mm-hmm. yeah. you look at his war, you look at his OPS plus, WRC plus, like those show a good ball player. Yep. And then you see he's hitting a buck ninety seven. <laughs> <laughs> what are we but, doing here? But he's got a hundred over a hundred RBIs, over hundred walks. Yep. His uh, OBP is fine because he'll take yeah. those walks all day long. It's crazy. I love it. It's the leadoff hitter you want to hit one ninety seven. Oh, do you, do you want Schwarber or do you want uh, 
Acuna in the leadoff spot. I mean, you can make an argument for both, I suppose. No, I would want Acuna, but I was making the joke that uh, he's the only 197 hitter you'd actually want in the leadoff spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Acuna, he's been tearing it up this year. He's been amazing. Yeah. I, uh, I thought he would get to 40. He finally did. I was happy to see that. Um, this, you know, 40, 40, 60, almost 70 right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a lot of people talking about an asterisk because it's, quote unquote, so much easier to steal bases now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some point we just have to have records and acknowledge yeah. what the errors were. But yeah, and I, um, I'll, I'll can you know I'll say it is the the biggest change has got to be the only being able to throw over twice. Although, yeah, I agree. Although he tends to go so early in counts that they don't even get a chance to throw for twice. So <laughs> is that it or not? I don't know. Yeah, it's fun. I actually haven't. That's been impactful, but I guess I don't think the Cubs have typically been a team that throws over a ton anyway. Mm-hmm. I think like Hendricks and Stroman and some of those guys just tried to vary their timing and, and hope yeah. for the best. Like Hendricks has never been, while well, he's had a good pickoff move and he's gotten probably a good number of pickoffs over the years. So I don't know that he does an especially great job of holding base runners on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's been interesting to watch. There was I remember one game a few weeks ago. Can't remember who the Cubs were playing, but a pitcher just sort of forgot how many times he had thrown over mm-hmm. and it was probably Horner on first base. I can't remember, but yeah. he'd thrown over twice. And then the third one was just like a lackadaisical, like step off, toss over. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to go take second now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And that's, I've only seen it happen a couple of times where they threw over more than the two times. Yeah. And I think, Why? And it, yeah, I think that's usually the case. They kind of forget about it and they're like, oh, you know, cursory throw over. Or, I mean, that, that sometimes they used, pitchers used to, I think, yeah, very timing. So they used to uh, do that. To, you know, they change their mind. I want to change, throw a different pitch. Okay, I'll throw over. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, of course, you can also only hold for so long now. Like, you can still get a decent hold yeah, in there. Yeah, the yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah, hold yeah. like you used to. No, that's exactly right. Well, uh, what are your thoughts on the pitch clock? We haven't talked since since that started up. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. I, I don't think it's really affect. I mean, other than speed things up in general, uh, I don't think it's made a huge impact either way. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal personally. Um, I mean, it's kind of gone as I expected. I've mm-hmm. I've seen AAA baseball with it for several years now. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it, there's another clock over there, and the first time it's kind of weird, but then you just don't mm-hmm. really notice it. Um, it. And obviously, it has impacted the the game time overall, which is not necessarily bad. There's been times I'm like, man, this game is over already. <laughs> it feels like it just started. Right. Um, but uh, I guess, and it, most pitchers, I don't think we're a big problem anyway. But then I remember. Shortly after the season started, somebody did a side by side, and it was a Dodgers reliever. I can't remember who it was or anything, but they showed. I don't remember who it was. It was two teams this season. They, they pitched and they played an entire half inning, in the time this guy took to throw three pitches. Oh, that, yeah, that was. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name too, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he was always so slow. He faced the mm-hmm. Cubs in the playoffs, and it was ridiculously slow. Yeah. Um, so, for pitchers like that, I'm very glad it's here. Most pitchers, 
it didn't probably make any difference anyway. And, and yeah. a lot of pitchers have come up with it in the minors anyway, so they probably were already in that frame of mind. But yeah, in those, and it, it was usually relievers that were mm-hmm. the ones that were so glacially slow. <laughs> um, so in those situations, I'm definitely glad that it lighted a little fire under their yes. hiney. And I kind of <laughs> wondered for a while if uh, if they were actually going to change the rule because at some point you've had all the kids come up through the monitors that had Yeah, it. yeah. I, I thought about that too. I was like, well, maybe they don't need to because most of these... But then, yeah, throw it in there and I guess, you know, it's... It's helped overall still, which is good, I guess, so, as far as total game time. so Pedro Baez, that's the guy. We're yeah, talking. yeah, that's that was Dodgers. it. That was it. Yep. All I could think of was Julio Urias, and it was not him. But, right. Uh, yeah, Pedro Baez was just slow as hell. Oh, that was brutal. I was watching that, and I don't even – I probably would have noticed it then, but especially comparing it to, you know, a pitch clock era – game and you know, granted he probably both extreme examples yeah because he was so slow and I think this this one it was like a you know it was a, it was a quick one two three inning you know a couple grounders you know early in the count so it was it was definitely a, an extreme example on both sides but man just watching it took forever I was like I, I was just looking at that bias you know, side of the screen, just screaming like, "Do it! Throw the ball!" <laughs> hey, he was playing against the Cubs in that game. That was torture. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, at least I'm pretty sure the Cubs won that one. But uh, we saw him multiple times in that series, and it was, uh, it was just brutal. Yeah. So we got the uh, series tonight. Three games. We'll see how it goes. Way more important from for my team than yours. But uh, yes, and I know the Braves are going to compete. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, it'll be fun. Um, um, be interesting to see how it goes. I, at this point, I just want no more injuries. Yes. <laughs> well, that's one of the big trade-offs. Like, I don't know because they have the, the buy. Mm-hmm. I think you're right that there's not a huge need for rest per se because mm-hmm. they're going to be off next week. But yep. I mean, you, you can't have like Acuna or Matt Olson going down with injury right now. Right. Yeah. Um, he. Uh, yeah, it doesn't mean wrap him in bubble paper and not play him. But right. Acuna, I think they initially called it a can, uh, like a cramp in his calf. I think it was last week. Um, left the game. They were being cautious with it. And it yeah. Ended up he missed a couple of games. You know, just made sure everything was good to go, and now he's back out there. So uh, let's just keep going like that. Anybody feels a twinge or a <laughs> or anything, get him out of there. Yeah, definitely should. <laughs> Well, that's interesting. I mean, the Cubs have the Cubs are in the spot they're in right now because they couldn't take care of business against the Diamondbacks and the Rockies, and they mm-hmm. lost a series to Pittsburgh. But that's kind of how they rolled this year. Like they've mm-hmm. they went to Washington, lost three out of four of the Nationals. They got swept in the series by Miami earlier this year, and then at the same time, they've they won the only series with the Braves so far. They beat the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. the Rays, the Orioles, um, both Seattle and Texas. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Good teams it? and lose to the bad. I, so that's what I love about baseball in general. Cause Braves, you know, crews do a hundred wins basically. And I know they lost their, they lost two or three to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like when Oakland was at their like absolute really worst. Yeah. yeah. They started playing a little bit better later in the season. But, yeah, this is fairly early in the season. 
And uh, if yeah. I remember, the Oakland won the first two games. We're actually going yeah. for a sweep in the third game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, the, you just never know how things are going <laughs> to balance. Well, it's, it's funny too because you know, as a Cub fan, like I'm interacting with other Cub fans on social media or, or wherever, and. Like, well, the, the Cubs just don't deserve to win. Like, well, I mean, the Diamondbacks and the Reds and the Marlins mm-hmm. have all also lost, like, right. inexplicable series to bad teams. Yeah. And it seems almost like nobody wants to take it. I'm chalking the Oakland thing up, too, because I think they, they flew to Oakland from Atlanta. So, first game, you know, they were tired. <laughs> and then uh, uh, they were playing in front of, like, 14 people, 12 people. As, a, yeah, exactly. as, a, as opposed to, you know, 40,000. And so, yeah, it just you know, took them a couple of days to, to get that figured out, you know, playing in that cavernous ballpark with nobody there. One of the no, best stories no, 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 this year was no matter how yeah. much Olsen and, uh, 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 our catcher, holy shit. Uh, Murphy, Murphy. Thank you. <laughs> can, can tell them about it you just can't you won't believe it until you experience it oh yeah I mean it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny because some of those like when you get in front of like Wrigley the last homestand mm-hmm. um, you know Cubs are suddenly back in it like it's exciting and people want to be there and I've mm-hmm. that crowd has been loud I was lucky enough to go to the game on Labor Day when Justin Steele shut out the Giants and the place mm-hmm. was electric oh yeah um, and those places energize you and and Mm-hmm. Could potentially intimidate you depending on whether they're for you or against you and right. your experience. But those quiet places also can just suck the life out of everybody. Oh, it's got to. I can't imagine. I don't know if it's <laughs> as bad in baseball as it is in football, but I mean. maybe not. But boy, can you? I mean, you're used to playing in front of you know forty, forty-five thousand. You know, people at home. It's you know lots of energy. People, you know fireworks going off and all that kind of stuff and then you get to Oakland <laughs> 12 play, people on the stand play, place probably seats almost 60,000 and yeah maybe 1200 are there yeah it's like it's, it's, it's gonna feel like major league where people yes. are heckling people are heckling heckling you from the outfield and you can hear them you know <laughs> well I heard at least one catcher talk about having to turn the pitch comm device down in his ear because he Realize oh. that the you know the normal setting the batter can hear it. Oh jeez, <laughs> that I had not heard that. That is hilarious. I forgot. I'll have to look oh. up after and see who that was and send it over to wow. you. But yeah, somebody commented on that. Um, versus on the flip side, like uh, Nico Horner was talking about, um, as Wrigley started getting loud later in the mm-hmm. season, um, I think he said he typically plays that at seventeen or eighteen to kill the mm-hmm. ambient noise and, and hear the pitch mm-hmm. and. One of the games, the Cubs won. It was thrilling down to the end, and Albert Alzola got the save. Um, he had that thing maxed out, and he just heard like the S sound at the beginning. He's like, "I'm, I'm guessing they're going slider," because <laughs> it was just so loud in that place. Yeah, that's the way it should be. It is, and that's how it'll be in the playoffs. I, I think yep. uh, most of the teams that are maybe not Arizona or Miami so much, but I think everybody else that's has a good shot at going in the playoffs has pretty good following, and it's going to be some mm-hmm. good atmospheres. Yeah, Baltimore's gonna be nuts. Oh yeah, Baltimore will be insane. <laughs> and if the if the Cubs do wind up with the third wild card, they'll go play three in Milwaukee, and that'll be pretty electric. Oh, that will be. Yeah, Milwaukee can fill their sta- stands when uh, the Cubs come to town. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, 
Well, cool. Well, thanks for joining me today. My um, pleasure. Where can people find you? I know you've got uh, changed a little bit. You got a stand-up act now. I do. Uh, I'm working on that a little bit. I had I haven't put anything up there because I only have a few minutes worth of material, and I don't want to blow it on by giving it away online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm just on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. So, if anybody's um, out in Vegas, where where do they come see you? Uh, yeah, I bartend at uh, Buck's Tavern. Uh, it's our East Side local bar. Good time. We have a comedy night there every Wednesday. Um, I perform there sometimes. Um, I work too much to really get up on stage anywhere else at the moment. So, uh, just yeah, okay. if you want to check uh, social media, I'll probably. If I, do, if I do find something, yeah, if I do find something, um, I'll put it up there. Um, may have some other stuff coming up here in a few months that uh, I can kind of let everybody know about soon. Cool. I can't. Well, I good can't, luck. I, I can't. I uh, can't release any information yet, but uh, as soon as I can, we, we will keep the secret secret. Very good. Um, yeah. Well, um, good luck with the comedy, and uh, we'll thank you. We'll be tuned into the the Cup Series this week, and good Absolutely. luck with Wiles. Appreciate it. Good luck with uh, your cubbies, too. Thank you for listening today. If you like this episode, please drop a rating or review wherever it is you get your podcasts and share the episode with a friend. Just a few seconds gives me great feedback and helps other Cub fans find the show. You can find me on Twitter or X, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, and YouTube, all at CubsPS+. And check out the Patreon page, CubsPSPlus.Patreon.com, to help support the show and keep it ad-free. As always, the music for this podcast is from Prospect Park West by Jerry McCoy. This is Mike Waller, host of the Cubs PS Plus podcast. Every day with Cubs baseball or talking about Cubs baseball is a great day. Go Cubs!